What can you do as a sales manager to proactively build a positive team culture for your team? Today's podcast, we're not only going to answer why team culture is so important for building a great team, but also the eight key elements to building team culture so you can do it too. Let's go. Welcome to the Sales Management Mentor Podcast. I'm Nancy Withers, and when I was a new sales manager, I was shocked at the lack of training that was available to me for managing a sales team. I created the Sales Management Mentor Podcast to equip you with management principles, strategies, and tools that work so that you can develop a great team right from the start. I'm on a mission to improve teams one sales manager at a time. If you are a sales manager or hope to be one, you're in the right place. So welcome. Welcome to this episode of the Sales Manager Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy Withers, and I'm so excited that you are joining me for today's episode. I'm an ex-high school teacher turned sales manager with over a decade of experience leading some amazing sales teams. I was just like you when I became a sales manager. I knew for a long time that I wanted to manage a commercial team and thought it was enough to just pay attention to what my manager did. I can tell you for sure that paying attention was just not enough. I lived it, so I know. Fast forward to over a decade later, where I have developed proven strategies that will help make an impact right away with your teams, using sales management best practices that I have learned along the way. I've broken down sales management into simple categories and actionable steps that will help you develop your team and support you in creating a sense of community. All right, so let's get into today's topic, which is team culture. It's a big one. Strong team culture is one of those elusive concepts. You know, you recognize it when you see it, but it can be difficult to define. It's like a know it when you see it kind of a thing. We will start with defining what it actually is. We will also look at why team culture is important and what steps you can take as a people manager to build a fantastic one for your team. I have a free infographic for you that lays out the 10 keys for building team culture, and you can find it in the show notes on IlluminateSalesConsulting.com forward slash podcast, forward slash one. All right, so team culture is the values, beliefs, and attitudes that's shared by a team. It's the engine for how your team operates. It overlays the attitude your team has and how they feel about their work. You want your people to feel part of and feel good about being on your team. You especially want them to have a sense of pride for being on your team. With a healthy team culture, there is often a team identity and a common focus or goal that the team can get themselves behind. Team culture, in fact, is so important to employees that the Glassdoor survey data has found that it means more than pay. Andrew Chamberlain in the Harvard Business Review article, What Matters More to Your Workforce Than Money, found that across the labor market, one of the top predictors of employee satisfaction was culture and organizational values. Not only does having a fantastic team culture create a sense of community, it also is inclusive and the team has a sense of purpose. This fosters collaborative and engaged teams that end up being high-performing. These types of teams often look out for each other and families often come first. They have each other's backs and are often friends with each other on the team. Some of these attributes are mentioned in the book, First Break All the Rules by Marcus Beckham and Gallup Press. In this book, you'll find a nice list of attributes that reflect a positive team culture. It uses this list as a measuring stick for high performance, but most of the attributes could be used for a measurement of team culture. Since it is meant to be a how-to guide for creating high-performing teams, it's not really meant to be a book on building team culture. 
and I don't really align with all the management principles mentioned in it. It is a great read for one slice of how to manage a sales team. Some of these are obvious, but let's talk about the benefits of developing your team's culture. If you have ever been on a great team, you already know what some of these are. A positive team culture goes a long way to motivate and get buy-in from your team. People on your team will want to contribute and want to be part of the team when you have an effective team culture. People also feel like they can really be themselves, which ends up creating better team performance. Now that we've defined what team culture is, how the heck do you build it on your team? There isn't one action that creates your team culture. This is why it is important that you're proactive in your efforts to build your team's culture all along the way. You want to be doing consistent activities and be proactive about it because it doesn't just happen on accident. All right, let's dive into these. There are two main pillars with 10 total key elements that will help develop your team culture in a positive direction. To be honest, most of these activities are pretty simple to implement. The two main pillars are communication and accountability. Within each of these are five elements that help support either building communication or holding your team accountable. Our first element under communication is one-on-ones. It is so important to have regular, reoccurring one-on-ones with your team. This is the most important sales manager tool you have at your disposal. You want dedicated time with your team so you can build rapport, remove roadblocks, and give them a chance to connect with you. The second element under communication is team meetings. You want regular, reoccurring team meetings. It's a great format to share best practices and provide communication to your team as a whole. I actually have a list for you called the 10 must-have team meeting topics that you can grab on the website, illuminatesalesconsulting.com forward slash podcast forward slash the number one in the show notes. All right, so our third key under communication is team email. Team email is so great for consolidating communication corporately or communication that's come your way that you need to send to your team. You can also share best practices. You can affirm team members. It's a great way to easily unify your team. Our fourth key under communication is team marketing. Team marketing is awesome because it's free. And I, when we say team marketing, we mean internal and external. So amongst the team, so celebrating milestones, celebrating personal events, but then also externally marketing your team within your organization, on LinkedIn. It's great for unifying your team and it's free. Our fifth key under communication is employee satisfaction surveys. There are things that you can do to proactively get your team ready and on the same page a few weeks before your company's employee satisfaction survey. There's typically given once a year, and it's a great chance for you to unify your team before they take the survey. As a side benefit, you can also end up getting a better score for your team's leadership, which isn't a bad idea either. Now we're going to move on to the second pillar, which are our next five key elements, which is accountability. Now, I know what you're thinking. How the heck does accountability build team culture? Accountability is going to make the team not like you or not want to to build a community. Holding sales team members accountable is what helps make a best-in-class and high-performing sales team. It, in turn, helps the team feel proud of their work and proud of being on the team. Our sixth element under the second pillar of accountability 
is assessment. This is where you should be affirming and pointing out areas of opportunity for improvement on your team on a regular basis. Affirmation can be done anywhere. It can be by a call, text, email, during one-on-one meetings, during team meetings. Affirmation should be done on a reoccurring basis and should be done often. For areas of opportunity for improvement, I like to give that feedback during one-on-one calls. Your team is more likely to hear what you have to say and are more in a discussion mindset than if you try to call them out of the blue and give guidance on an area of opportunity for improvement. If the guidance is necessary due to the nature of it, then of course, provide the feedback right away. So if it's something that really needs to be corrected quickly or needs to be adjusted quickly, then go ahead and give that feedback right away. If you're seeing overall behavior patterns, though, that's where you can point that out, that, you know, opportunity for improvement out on -on one-on-one calls. All right. So moving on to our seventh key to building team culture, part of accountability is having role standards. Most companies have role standards, which are qualitative descriptions of their job. This is the non-numbers part of a sales job. These are behavior-based and can include behaviors like product knowledge, understanding and utilizing tools, building rapport with customers, and closing the sale. If your company doesn't have role standards, you can develop them on your own, and we'll do that in a future podcast. I highly recommend having role standards. They are really helpful for developing the qualitative part of your sales team. Let's move on to the eighth key for building team culture under accountability, which is annual reviews. Most reviews have both qualitative and quantitative measurements in it. This is an opportunity for you to provide coaching for areas that are important to the company, but members of your team have not been executing the way they should be, which almost always is around a CRM. It is also a great place for you to affirm exceptional behavior, superstar behavior, above and beyond behavior that your team has exhibited. I'm laughing because every team I've ever managed, I've always had to hold the team accountable for this part, keeping up with the CRM metrics. For some reason, sales people don't want to take the time to record their sales activities. And so that is one of those areas where I'm always having to hold the team accountable. We are almost at the end of our list with number nine, and that is to utilize a business plan with your team. This is an excellent tool for helping your team focus and prioritize their time on what is important for driving business development. Depending on the territory or portfolio, it can be overwhelming and hard for the team to figure out what activities will get them the most growth. A simple, and I do strongly believe in simple, business plan can help them do that. Our last and final key for building team culture is to utilize a performance improvement plan when necessary. This is a tool that's used when more structured coaching is required for low performers. It holds the low performer to be accountable for improvement and also helps you as a sales manager to understand what coaching is needed to get them up to being within standard. You're showing your team that there is a standard level of performance by putting someone on a performance improvement plan and the team will respect being on the team that much more. We have now covered all 10 elements that help build a positive team culture. As we wrap up, I want you to remember that building team culture is an ongoing purposeful process and it requires continuous effort. Ultimately, you will wanna encourage 
an environment where everyone feels valued and supported. When people feel connected to their team and purpose, they are more likely to thrive and achieve exceptional results. Remember that you can find links for the infographic, also the link for the 10 must-have team meeting topics, as well as the articles that were referenced in the show notes at illuminatesalesconsulting.com forward slash podcast forward slash one. Thanks for joining me today and have a great rest of your week.